Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. I'm excited. Uh, Today, I'm going to share a little bit of what I learned last week at Video Marketing World in Dallas. Can I share some things? I had uh, some really great conversations with some powerful content creators uh, this past week in Dallas. Um, Some of the world's best at creating video uh, from a personal brand, from an entrepreneur's perspective. Uh, Some that work with brands, some that that have created their own brand. Uh, Many of them with millions of YouTube subscribers. um, You know, about a million more than me, which is a lot. Um, But um, I'm excited to kind of share that uh, advice. But I also want to talk... the. The, there's a term that we were kicking around, and I thought it was a really interesting term, and, and it's really the theme of this episode. And I, and I think of myself as one of these people. And the, ter- or the, the phrase that I want to uh, share with you guys that are listening here, and thank you guys for tuning in to episode 81 of the FOMO Fans Podcast, um, is a business-minded content creator. Um, and I was with Sean uh, Cantrell uh, Canal um, there in, in Dallas, and we had a we had about a four hour debate. Uh, Sean and I did about you know what it means to be a business minded content creator, and really the difference between let's say content creators like Logan Paul, where they are a brand, an outlandish brand themselves, versus someone that is a business minded content creator. Now it doesn't mean they have to only talk about business topics. I would actually argue um, great business minded content creators don't talk about only um, business, but it's this idea that says, how do I how do I create content around my brand for my brand, but in the element of creating a business model? And for those that, you know, you guys know that, you know, I don't consider myself um, someone that is super creative. Uh, I've never been one. I can't draw. I can't sing. Um, I can't dance. Um, there's a lot I can't do. I, I think I end up sharing that a lot. Um, but one of the things that I've felt that I'm really good at doing is uh, I like translating the geek speak, right? I like taking something that is rather complex and simplifying it and bring it to you guys, the audience. And one of the things that I thought was really is really interesting, and this really pertains to video, but I think it can hit every piece of content, is that if you want to hold yourself, you know, if you look at YouTube and you look at the stars of YouTube, and if they're creating content that's different than your brand, they're different than your message, right? If you are a, let's just say you're a business, you are a, you're a makeup artist and you do video or you do content around uh, makeup and you're focused on makeup, comparing yourself to a travel brand or a lifestyle artist or a content creator that is, has, has already been a celebrity or has 15 minutes of fame is really a, um, you know, a problem, right? Yes, I can talk fast. Uh, thanks Rob for listening uh, on the Facebook live today. And Rob said, well, Brian, you can talk fast, but yes, I can. But one of the things I wanted to share with you guys, and I think this is rather important is that 
In this world we're living in right now, influencer marketing, content creation, you know, content, I don't believe content is king. I believe great content is king. And content is determined, how do you determine what is great? Your audience determines what is great, not not you, the content creator. And I think this is an interesting uh, piece because if you are a business-minded content creator, you have to understand two things, or you have to understand a lot of things, but there's two main things I want to focus on in this episode. Who are the businesses and brands that you are trying to reach as a content creator? And are who are the people that are your actual audience? Because here's what I want to talk to you guys about is that this is really an interesting topic for me because I create a crap ton of content. Yes, that is a that is a metric, right? Crap ton. I create a crap ton of content, but a majority of the content that I create is not tailored towards the audience that is hiring me to speak and do workshops and build a brand. Let me say that again. A majority of the content I create isn't tailored to the people that are spending money with me. Yeah, this is an interesting model, right? Because here's here's what the 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 catch twenty two is, or or the interesting dilemma for me as a business minded content creator is oftentimes brands want to sponsor this podcast, right? They want to sponsor. Uh, just recently, IBM was our sponsor for the Call for Code. Uh, it's really exciting. Call for Code actually sold out. Uh, so I was very excited to be a part of that initiative. It's not the last time you guys are going to hear about that. But callforcode.org, they, they, it's IBM. IBM is the brand that was hiring me. But what they're hiring me for is to have access to you guys, my audience, my, the ones that I'm creating content for. So so this is a very interesting piece because sometimes it can get frustrating and can get overwhelming that you're like, wait a second, should I be creating content for IBM? Well, no, in this instance, IBM would not have hired me. They would not have paid me money, not only to sponsor this show, but have been my client for six plus years because it's there's a difference between who you're talking to and who people want to get access to, right? So the IBM could IBM could create similar content, but then it would be it would be different, right? And this is this is that element of trust. And uh, what's up, uh, Serge Atlanta? I see Adam jumped in the live feed. Mike Giano. Mike said, uh, "Such a good reminder for speakers. We have multiple audiences. Going after audience members for content makes the most sense for me too." Yes, and this is one of those interesting things too, because here's the other part of that. If you are really, really good at being a business-minded content creator and you can connect with your audience, you relate with your audience, you inspire your audience, you build trust, here's, here's, here's where the magic happens. And it's been happening for me very, very recently, and I can tell you I, I absolutely love it, is if you create such great content for your audience, and although they're not the ones that are hiring you, they become your, your army of marketers, your evangelists your advocates. I am now getting brands that are messaging me and saying, hey, I had two employees send me an email and saying that we needed to hire you. I had one that just happened over the weekend, the Labor Day weekend. And someone said, Brian, I was at a party at a Labor Day party with with some of my, my, my co-workers and they couldn't stop talking about your content. And I started to watch your content. And now I think I need to hire you for our company. And, and I'm the chief marketing officer of a brand. And this brand is overseas. And I thought it was really interesting because 
here's the crazy part, right? I, I, I haven't created marketing content for that, that, that brand, but because you, the audience is so inspired and, and so connected and this content is, is a value to you that you've gone out of your way to be my marketer and be my sales pitch. And we've all heard this, right? Third party recommendations, third party validation goes a hell of a long way, more way than just me saying how great I am. If I was posting on LinkedIn every single day, hire me, I'm a great speaker. I, I believe I'm one of the best millennial keynote speakers that is out there and I, I bring the passion and the fire. That's just me broadcasting my message. And guess what? Every speaker thinks they are great. Every speaker thinks they should be hired for every brand, for every event there is. That's just kind of how we are. We, I mean, we can't do what we do if we don't think we are amazing at what we're doing. And those that have been mailing it in are the ones that are being uh, kind of sent out of this industry. But interestingly enough, though, the content I create, even for audiences like like LinkedIn is still tailored towards my community, but it has a little bit more of a business twist. The content I create on Facebook is still tailored towards my community, but it has a much more personal flavor to it. The content I share on Twitter, well, Twitter is kind of like my hybrid. I share a lot on Twitter, but also on Instagram. And I, and I want to say this, you know, I think a business-minded content creator, there's a couple things you have to remember is that, and I say this on stage all the time, the field of dreams marketing is over. If you believe that you can have a YouTube channel or just a website, or you can be on one uh, social network and everybody will come to you, you're... If you're not in the 1%, if you don't have million followers already, if you're not, if you haven't built a brand that has name recognition, guess what? If you build it, nobody is coming. You must go to where your audience is create engagement and conversation, and then they're going to come to where you're at. So yes, if you have a YouTube channel and you're trying to grow your YouTube channel, I think it's extremely important to use tools like TubeBuddy. I'm wearing TubeBuddy shirt. They have not, they're not sponsoring this episode, but use tools like TubeBuddy that help you optimize your hashtags and your search engine optimization and your thumbnails and allows you to really tailor your thing. But here's the other part of that. If someone isn't on YouTube, how do they find out about you? How do they connect with your content? Well, as a business-minded content creator, you should be on platforms like Instagram, like Twitter, like like uh, LinkedIn, like Facebook. Now, I'm not saying you have to be on every one of them, and it doesn't even mean that you have to create content on all of them, but you must go to where your audience is and educate them. But at the same time, this let's flip this on its head. If you are a content creator and you, you need to connect with businesses, it's also your job to be where the businesses are and be part of those conversations. I can tell you, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn right now. And when I say a lot of time, this is how much time I'm spending on LinkedIn, is that LinkedIn is the only app, uh, social media, uh, <laughs> Look, I'm talking so fast. I'm so excited. Um, social network app that I have notifications on for my phone. So actually, right now I have Instagram and I have LinkedIn notifications turned on on my phone. When someone comments, when someone likes anything that I'm posting on LinkedIn, I immediately get a notification. I immediately jump in because here's the thing about LinkedIn is that people don't stay on LinkedIn for hours on day like they do on Instagram. It's usually a come in, drop a message and disappear. And if you guys want to check out um, the value of Twitter, the value of LinkedIn for your business, I just recorded an episode on my other podcast, Smack Talk, that you guys can jump into that. But what I really want to focus you know, and kind of give advice on is, and, and this is kind of the truth, is sometimes it's really 
I don't even know what the appropriate word is. It's a mind, a mind F. Uh, it's a mind screwing environment that we live in. Because if you want to do business development, if you want to grow your brand, if you want to find have people as a as a business minded content creator, if you want more people to hire you, it's really it, it's something you have to wrap your head around. Is that I need to create content of value towards an audience that's not hiring me, so that the audience that does want to hire me still wants to hire me right this is that weird space and i think for a a lot of uh especially speakers but a lot of the big name people in the marketing space they forgot this and this is something it's very interesting if you look for people that that they they were they were shooting up like crazy right and all of a sudden they hit the top and they stopped doing the free content the content to their community because they were so i'm gonna put air quotes on busy they were so busy with work and their clients and so busy growing their business that they no longer had time to create content for that audience for that community and here's the interesting thing about that when you stop creating content for that community for that audience when a brand wants to work with you oftentimes if you don't have that connection what is your value proposition you know when I work with a brand and and, and this is something that I've included in all of my uh, in my packages is that I create videos, I share content, I talk about the events that I'm speaking at. Right this week, actually tomorrow morning, I'm flying up to Boston. I'm going to be speaking at Inbound, which is HubSpot's event. I believe they have 21,000 uh, people up there uh, in Boston this week. I'm speaking Wednesday at 1 p.m. Uh, giving my press the damn button uh, keynote. But, um, you know, I talk about my events, I share content, I live tweet at the event, um, I post their, their, their content, their logo on my website. And here's one of the things that you think about there is a brand is hiring me and they're getting me for an hour on stage. They're getting me for an entire day um, that, that I'm there at an event. But guess what else they're also getting? They're getting access to my audience. I'm bringing their content, their message, their event, even their sponsors and those that are supporting them. I'm bringing them to my community. And as a business-minded content creator, this is something you have to factor in to everything that you are doing. And I think for a lot, and it's hard, I can tell you, sometimes I don't want to do a podcast episode because I want to focus on lead generation and I want to focus on my website and I want to focus on be better at replying to emails and those all of those type of things. I really, I really want to focus on what I call, you know, business generating events. But guess what? This content, building a trust and authenticity with your audience, connecting and being relatable is also business generating content. It's just not direct business, right? This is, I'm not, I'm not, you know, for those that have listened to this episode, you know, this is episode 81. I mean, I I would argue, I don't know how many people that have listened to this episode uh, total, you know, we're over a quarter million downloads and such, but um, I don't, I don't believe many of you have spent a penny with me, right? You haven't spent a dollar with me directly. But indirectly, uh, you've 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 allowed me to to make money to to put food on my my ki- on my table, right? And I said my kids' table, like like they have a separate table or something. But this is that interesting piece because the amount of money I make oftentimes is Brian. We want access to your people. We want to connect with who you're connecting with. The other part of this, and this is something that I still believe in wholeheartedly, is that if I go on stage, if I am doing things, if I am telling people to create podcasts. I better have a podcast. If I am telling you to go live on live video, I better damn well go live on live video. If I'm telling you that video is changing the world, I better have a video marketing strategy. I I am a content creator that 
believes that if I give you advice to do something, I better be willing to do it my damn self. And here's the here's the other part of that that's hard is that a lot of people that are doing it in this space cannot. The amount of people that go on stage and are preaching the power of social video and how businesses should be uh, you know, using video, yet don't create video themselves, don't create video for their own businesses, and even their clients, they're outsourcing that video to other people. To me, that's not trustworthy. That's not authenticity. That's not authentic. That's not building trust with your audience. And so here's the other piece of this with this podcast, with Facebook Live, you know, I'm broadcasting today on, on, on Facebook Live, is that... I practice what I preach. And I think for all business-minded content creators that are out there, it can be frustrating. It can be overwhelming. But you, you that's how you build that trust. That's how you build the, 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 the amazing community. And I love, I mean, my community, you are, you are amazing. You support me. You inspire me. You help me um, become better each day. But you're also the reason that I'm able to do what I do and, and the reason I'm able to love what I'm doing, right? Often, I mean, more oftentimes than not, the people that are hiring me have no idea who I am crazy enough this is this is how you have to be you know what they, they've said Brian everyone that we we talk to can't stop talking about you they came and saw you speak Brian they listened to your podcast Brian we were amazed I mean I'm speaking I'm gonna speak at close to 60 events this year and a majority of them are the the way that they're discovering me is because of my content and because of my community like here's the breaking news and this is some inside baseball that I'm gonna give you guys that are listening here on the on the show here's here's the crazy part about this whole thing I don't have an outbound strategy. I don't have an outbound marketing strategy. Now, which is pretty good because I'm going to an event tomorrow to speak at. It's called Inbound. Um, I do have an inbound one, but here's you do you want to know what my outbound marketing strategy is? How do I how do I outreach? How do I connect with people that don't know who I am? I create a crap load of content. Content is my uh, is my vehicle and community is my outbound marketing strategy. How do, how do I connect with brands that have never heard me? I connect with their employees. They listen to my podcast. They, they, they follow me on Twitter or on Instagram. Uh, we've connected a, at a live event and they go pitch me to their boss or their, to their friend. The, the amount of leads that I get that come in cold from my website or come in cold from, uh, from someone that you know, has never heard of me and they're Googling is very small. The amount of events that I apply for to speak to is even smaller. And so here's the interesting thing about this. And I, and I, I am preaching. I, I know I feel a little, I always feel preachy, but I love creating content. I love, and I am not, I am not amazing at it. My friend, Andrew Davis, if you guys don't know Andrew Davis, uh, in my opinion, he is one of the greatest speakers uh, in the entire circuit at the moment. Uh, he is also an amazing video creator. He's just a, he's just one of the most talented dudes that I've ever met. Uh, and he just did a video. He's speaking at Content Marketing World um, this week. And he just did a really fun video uh, that I believe his wife was the one behind the camera and he was on this resort. He did a music video uh, about his presentation there at Content Marketing World. It was really good. But one of the things about Andrew Davis that I uh, that I think is you know amazing is that Andrew has everything dialed in. He is a he is an amazing content creator. But you know what he also is? He is a business owner. He is someone that he creates content not only as a vehicle for sharing what he knows, but it also keeps him on the bleeding edge. He's also not afraid to ask for help or connect with people that know what they're doing. And I guess this is one of those things that I believe as business-minded content creators we are the influencers of the future. We are the ones that are going to change the world. We are the ones that are going to push the envelope. Because here's the thing. If you are a content creator for your 15 minutes of fame, and like my daughters love, 
uh, the Sharer family, the Sharer family uh, on YouTube. My daughter's watching it on YouTube Kids, and it's a family. I don't even really know much about them, and, and this is gonna be me judging because I've only watched it through my daughters. Um, is they they got some money? Uh, they have some kids with some big followings, over a millions millions of subscribers, um, and they just spend a lot of money on random trips and random things, and they document it really really well in a vlog type series. Um, my kids love it. They, they were they were racing cars and they rented jet boats and they were doing all kinds of stuff on this on this thing but here's the thing that's the traditional content creator that's someone you know or if you're a musician or if you're an artist like i love i mean kudos to what you're doing but i don't have that talent i am not i i I said this earlier i can't sing i can't dance i can't draw um i'm fairly good at taking video and and pictures because of the mobile phone but this is one of those spaces where i think as we're moving forward as you start thinking about your business you know, my outbound strategy is creating content. This podcast is me outbound reaching to a new audience. My outbound strategy is building relationships with my audience on Instagram. I do Instagram stories every single day. I've been doing it every single day since the day Instagram stories was released by Instagram. Um, I share content on LinkedIn. I do one video a week directly for LinkedIn. Um, I also, you know, I have a blog and my website over at isocialfans.com. And this is where I think it's just one of those things where you have to understand and I'm gonna wrap this whole thing in a bow here is right you have to understand it's okay that if you're building community but not monetizing that community because the people that that you are monetizing want access to it now I will say I have a book that's gonna be coming out I have some cool swag and some uh, some some stuff that I'm gonna I have coming out very soon that that many of you in the audience I'm sure are gonna purchase I have a couple uh, a t-shirt uh, thing coming out I have a brand new show that I'm gonna launch uh, this fall um, that I can't tell anybody anything else about but I have a feeling you guys are gonna want to be a part of it uh, we're gonna be doing live workshops we're going to be doing mass masterminds on site at different locations where I'm speaking at. Um, These are all things where I'm going to be able to tap into you, the community, and hopefully provide you even more value. But as a business-minded content creator, just understand who you're talking to, why you create the content you create, but also understand that oftentimes the people that are listening might not be the direct person that's swiping the credit card or, or signing the invoice, but more often than not, they're the ones influencing them. And so I want to I want you just to take this away is it's it's okay if you're creating content not for the actual end the person that is your customer because if you're creating content for the person that inspires your customer on what to do where to spend their money that's even more magical. Like I said, do I want to reach the event organizer and tell them why how great I am or do I want to build trust and authenticity with my community to where my community runs to the event organizer and says, "You need to have Brian Fanzo." Which one is am I more likely to get hired by? The one where my community is telling them how great I am and it's their community that they want to reach or the one where I'm marketing and selling at them and telling them I'm a great speaker and you need to hire me? Third-party validation, community validation, content creation that builds a community is the power. My friends, community is the future of business. And if you are a business-minded content creator, you already get this. You are already doing it. What I'm telling you is keep on doing it. 
keep inspiring, keep creating content. Understand that this is a long game. I've been creating podcast episodes for five years. I have two podcasts, Smack Talk, which stands for Social, Mobile, Analytics, and Cloud, and I have FOMO Fans. I've been doing these podcasts for five years, right? This is a groundswell. I oftentimes, right now, people will come to me and say, Brian, I listened to episode 31 of your podcast. Um, I would like to know if you could give me a keynote on that topic. I created episode 31 almost two years ago, but it's that idea that I'm giving, you're creating content, you're connecting, you're building relationships, and those relationships eventually turn into business opportunities, and that to me is the magic. It's happening for me right now. Like This isn't, this isn't me preaching saying, this is what you need to do, and one day it'll happen. I'm living proof. That I mean, follow my business, follow how I'm doing things on social media. I, I, I share my thoughts, I share behind the scenes, I talk about my kids, I talk about ADHD, I share the good, the bad. If you guys uh, want to listen to the last episode, episode 80, uh, I talked about my struggles, I had a really bad week and I was, I was firing at 50% and I really wasn't doing the best that I could do and it was a struggle, but I, I decided to own it and I felt like I'm a better entrepreneur because I had that week and then I created content about what I learned that week. So uh, my friends, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for allowing me to do what I do. For all of you that go and, and go up to your boss or your manager, or if you see an event and you're forward me the, the event and say, Brian, you should be speaking there. I just want to say thank you because I create this content. I share my voice, my story, my thoughts. I'm not an expert, but I am someone that likes to tell, tell you how it is, share my journey. And because of that, you guys have allowed me to not only continue to learn, continue to be inspired, but to grow my business and and do what I want to do. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 81 of the FOMO Fans Podcast. You guys are in for a special treat. Episode 82, I'm going to actually broadcast from the Inbound Live podcast stage. I'm going to be live Thursday afternoon, Thursday morning at around 11 a.m. I'm going to be broadcasting from IB, from HubSpot's inbound event. They actually have a live studio stage where there's lots of podcast creators. I think there's 20 of us that are creating live podcasts, and I got picked to be one of them. So you guys are in for a treat. Episode 82, make sure you guys tune in for it. And just remember, guys, I say this every week or I say this almost every week. Show you care. Go above and beyond to let someone know. Let a content creator, let someone in your line of work, in your industry, let them know that you are thankful for the content they create and that you that they they have they have connected with you. You'll be amazed at the power of a thank you. Oftentimes as content creators, we we love to do good things. We love to do what we're doing. But you know what we love even more? We love knowing that we can impact at least one person with the content we create. For Brian Fanzo, iSocial Fans, I will see you or talk to you on the next episode from the HubSpot stage in Boston. But until then, make it a great day, my friends. 